Well, tell me when you're recording. I am now recording. So I can not sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, why are you saying one all the time? <laughs> you want me to say one? Are you recording yet? Yeah, I, I can record. Yeah, I can say one. <laughs> that's not it. That's no. Answer my question. Are you recording? <laughs> yeah, I am recording. I promise. Okay. All right. Yep. Are you ready to count with me? I'm so ready to count. Okay. Baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Baking pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Baking pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon I enjoyed that. Oh, good. I'm glad you did. It's good to count together. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a friend that you can count with. Mm-hmm. You should probably open up for us because I feel like you have feelings. <sighs> I will say, this was a very confusing episode because I hated that he was there. And we all know, we all know what I'm talking about. You guys have all, <laughs> you guys have all watched the episode, I'm sure. Because all of our listeners, all of our many listeners, they they dutifully watched the episode before, I before hope not, our episodes. Man. I really, really <laughs> hope not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm real unhappy that Big's back. But this episode was dope as hell. I liked it a lot. You didn't like it? It was, it was very good. Yes. Yes, it, by itself, it, it was, my... it touched on some very relatable stuff. It was mm-hmm. really funny. Just, you know how I get with character continuity. Um, yes, and I did notice that, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about it. But but overall, like I don't know, it felt like a television show for mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there was emotions. It was there watchable. Were, yes, there were people talking to each other in ways that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's begin. So yeah, hi, I'm Eva. This is Tim, and we're watching Sex in the City. I'm Tim. This is Eva, and I don't want to be here uh, along with everyone else. I'm sure this episode is called Four Women in a Funeral. It's written by Jenny Bix. I'm pretty sure the only women writer that we've had so far. She's done like two or three before this. Yeah, but, um, yeah I noticed that too. And I, I was watching through the whole thing. I was like, well, let's see if she uh, betrays her gender. Like <laughs> so many others have in this show. But felt like she did a good job. So yeah, we start off again with an old friend of Carrie's. But this time it's a twist. This one is dead. <laughs> It is a twist. This is a designer named Javier, and he has overdosed, and they're going to his funeral. They mention it multiple times. It it is heroin, too. Yes. It's, they say it a lot. Carrie's running around getting ready, and Sam knocks on the door, and she is wearing an Easter blue suit with a giant white hat, and... Um, you think it's in poor taste because it's a funeral, but it is the man's label. Which I thought was so good. So Yeah, good. yeah, it's it's perfectly appropriate, as Sam yeah. says. Everyone there is going to be wearing Javier. Mm-hmm. And Sam is very excited for all the important people who are going to be there. And she's very ready to impress. And Carrie thinks this is insensitive because it's a funeral. And uh sam just says oh honey that's just your grief talking get your purse (laughs) and charlotte shows up she's like hey sorry i'm late and sam immediately very dismissively goes is everyone in town invited to this (laughs) 
Uh, but turns out Carrie's just bringing Charlotte as her plus one. A plus one to a funeral. I love that. Yeah, it was odd. Sam does <laughs> remark on that. Mm-hmm. But they get there, and just as Sam predicted, everyone is uh, wearing his latest spring line. And, and it's beautiful. Oh, man, is it beautiful. Oh, it's there's fantastic. Someone, there's someone in full Joker makeup. Yes. Did you see that? And I saw, yeah, I did. And I also saw some other great faces. There was yeah. one with glitter all over the eyes. <laughs> Um, it was Everybody a great, looking like... Carrie straight up says it was Javier's best show yet. Charlotte, for some reason, is very self-conscious now that she's one of the only people wearing black. And she she asks to borrow Sam's hat, which she very reluctantly gives her. Which I will say, it takes a boring outfit and turns it into a pretty pretty good outfit. The hat, oh, yeah. the hat works. The hat works mm-hmm. with what yeah. she's got it's going. It's gigantic and it's very yeah. good. Javier's sister, Josefina, goes up to to deliver a just a thank you not quite the eulogy but sam is shocked when she sees her up there because she has apparently gotten gorgeous overnight since her brother died right yeah what the okay can, can we talk about that for a second what what why was that mentioned and also wh- wh- i was sitting there dumbfounded the entire time uh-huh. they were talking about it because i was looking at her like i don't see why this is relevant it's not no <laughs> It's it just so mean. It's just a throwaway thing because Crazy. now she's got a bunch of money. So now she's decided to get lipo or whatever. Right. What she says up there is in lieu of flowers, they're asking for donations for a charity house that they're setting up in Javier's name for people in the fashion industry with substance abuse. And Sam is just so on board and she starts clapping. And Carrie, the one who has very blatantly lit up a cigarette in the middle of this funeral nudges Sam very disappointedly and says no no not not the time right even that funeral even though it's like basically a fashion show Mm -hmm. (laughs) you don't smoke in a fashion show either yeah yeah So rude. So incredibly rude of her to do that. Sam gets an idea hearing about this charity house and she says that she is going to try to get in on it because the mailing list is probably going to be priceless and she's going to get loads of very exclusive phone numbers. (laughs) So she immediately (laughs) runs up to Josefina as she comes off the dais and uh, just accosts her like, hi, I'm from a PR firm, big, big fan. Not not the best of taste. Right. Meanwhile, the wind blows Sam's hat off of Charlotte and it stops at a grave with a man by it and he picks it up and gives it back to her and he's mourning his dead wife. I will also say that another reason I liked this episode was because of this moment right here because Mm -hmm. it was just like a nice little fantasy type of thing just like all of a sudden this mm-hmm. this show that has talked to me about you know condoms and cigarettes and uh you know regret and all that <laughs> we for had, such a long time we had some a little bit of wholesomeness a little bit of just plain old fun <laughs> it was nice the hat blew off she chased it for too long i will say it was way too many cuts <laughs> a long hat chase but i i was eating up every second i was laughing my ass off having a great time <laughs> Oh, hooray, we're in a a normal Mm rom-com. And, uh, yeah, of course, this man is very attractive. And uh, they're in the taxi ride back. And Charlotte is telling them that they're just getting a drink. It's nothing. It's fine. To which Carrie quips, you picked up a man at a cemetery. She did do that. She did do that. She Um, did do that. And she's going to have to live with that. 
oh no no she is so into this as we as we come to see no you're right sam carrie and sam are both very against this they say that the widower is a no-no because of the dead wife factor it doesn't matter how shitty she was in life now she's dead and you're the bitch who can't live up to her so she's basically perfect now but charlotte waves this away and completely romanticizes the situation she's um as, as she's want to do she says he's going through something and so it it helps to emotionally mature someone he needs help getting over her plus he's been married already so he can commit oh my god it is kind of genius writing to say that the perfect man for charlotte would be a widower <laughs> oh yeah oh 100 percent. yeah this is this is that really is, that is very smart <laughs> yeah and um Sam counters with, well, divorced men have been married. Get one of those. Everyone's still alive in that situation. Mm. And then Carrie says, oh, didn't work so well for Big. It just made them all bitter. And Charlotte once again points out the fact that Carrie was the one who broke up with Big. Yep. And then Carrie snaps back at her with something. I didn't write it down. But yeah, she's still very defensive about it. Yeah. A fact that many, many people have been keen to point out to Carrie Bradshaw and one that mm-hmm. she still sees seems to be in complete denial about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's an angry ex. Miranda is out finding her dream apartment. This place is awesome. And she she's very wide-eyed and she absolutely loves it. She's looking to buy. And the agent that's showing her around is very heavy-handed with, oh, is it just you? This is this is such a big apartment for just <laughs> yeah. one person. Oh, are you are you sure your boyfriend might not move in? Oh, I have a, I have a son. And she tries to give her a card. And yeah. Miranda's just like flat out like no thank you i will take the apartment thank you not a great way to sell an apartment no yeah and this is just the first in a long run of miranda just getting her absolute ass ripped apart by (laughs) anyone and everyone who has a comment about how single she is in the next scene carrie is just thinking about death now and all the stuff that she hasn't done and how she doesn't want any regrets so she just calls big just calls him just (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah jesus like Christ. it hasn't been a gigantic thing right. in the past yeah and it and like it isn't her caving you know yeah yeah absolutely like it's just a like oh i just felt like it mm-hmm. and the banter is surprisingly like not awkward <laughs> they actually yeah. it worked this time well it's been a little bit so he's probably had some chances to you know learn a few more human things oh he's not he's not the awkward one in these exchanges to my <laughs> memory She's always the one that's losing her mind. Well, his responses were also just more human this time, I felt like. Just in general. I mean, he's still creepy. The bowling scene is creepy. But he, I don't know, he he felt more personable, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's distance, because it's been a very long time. But um, I liked Big in this episode. And maybe it was the writing, but I don't... I I think what happened is that Chris Noth went and did some other things and learned how to act (laughs) and then came back to this and like was was suddenly a human being. It might be. He may have pulled Natalie Portman. I'm usually so repulsed by him and I just wasn't. And it's not like it's not like their chemistry got any better. It's not like he was written any less nasty. But I 
I bought it this time, you know? I was thinking that same thing, and it, it was why, it, I mean, it scared me a little bit, obviously. <laughs> I think, I don't know, to me, I, he dropped a lot of the, like, Cheshire Grin shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Where yes. he would just, like, look at her sideways and be like, give her a nice cheesy, what, like, I, that. he just dropped a lot of the mm-hmm. Don Draper stuff, I think. Yeah. And he is going for more He of, actually like, knew what to do with his face this time around. Yes, because what I got from him this time was that he's just kind of an awkward very successful businessman i i didn't even catch the awkward part like i really i actually bought him being like a dick swinging always gets his way kind of privileged rich guy who's frustrated because he's not getting what he wants that too the the frustration part i just felt like he was coming at things with carrie more slowly maybe and I don't know. Maybe he wasn't awkward, but you're right. There was something different about him. He made sense this time around. Mm -hmm. So he answers the phone and he's taken off guard, but he's still suave and playing it off. And she tells him that she just got back from a funeral and he says, oh, and you thought of me. Thanks. Uh, Which I did laugh at. Yeah, same. Good joke. And they have a little bit of banter, which is actually kind of cute for once. Mm -hmm. I think because a woman is writing it this time around. I don't know that Jenny's had a lot of chance to to work with Big, but... um, But she did a good job with him this, this time. This played, and I think it was a, it might have been a combination of things, but um, what happens is they kind of joke around and they settle on a date for Saturday. They're getting dinner, and Carrie hangs up and emits right off the bat that in 30 seconds they revived a relationship that took six months to die in the first right. place. And she admits it so freely again. Yeah. So she's, she's a little torn up about it. But anyways. So apparently Sam has gotten on some kind of committee for Javier House. And she is trying to hustle this man, Richard Cranwell, who is, has some type of big shot firm, to be on a board of directors for this charity. And he is coming on real strong. He's giving giving those eyes. He is just a total creep. And she's playing it. Like she does. She wants to get money out of him. Mm -hmm. So she's giving him what he wants. And he legit gets up and sits on her while he's kissing her. And yeah, like full bodies her. He like, yeah, he like just plasters his body onto her. It's real gross. <laughs> and she works with it. She She's not like initiating anything, but she's she's working with it. It's because she's a pro. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden his wife walks in, <laughs> Sandy Cranwell. And that's that. Sam leaves with nothing. And that very comes back. Uh, oh, but yeah. first we go to Miranda filling out mortgage paperwork. And the man assisting her is also bad at his job also very bad at his job so he asks okay so it's just it's just you there's nobody else gonna be on the lease she's like it's just me it's just me so normal such a normal thing people get apartments by themselves every day on the minute i know i know i know regular i know <laughs> and she's checking some boxes and then he comes to a new form and he's like, so uh, the down payment is coming from your father. And she just glares at him in the way that I would. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, you can tell it is all she can do to not just jump over the table and wring his neck. <laughs> like it is so frustrating and shitty. 
And she's livid, of course. And so we get to a four-way eating over, I think it's brunch, and she's bitching about how everyone is commenting on the fact that, oh, it's just you, it's just you. And she very rightly says, if she were a man, none of this would be happening. Yep. But because she's a single woman buying an apartment, it's like this big thing. And Sam says it's because they're threatened. It's too, too brazen of a woman to be out on her own and yeah. not dependent on anybody. And then they say how shitty it is when you're very outwardly not needing a man. And Charlotte says, everyone needs a man. And she says, when you're buying and he's renting, the power dynamic is all off. Oh, God. Because men yeah. don't want a woman who's too self sufficient. It's emasculating oh, nice for one, them. Charlotte. And Samantha comes off with this. She just looks at her and she goes, Did someone just order a Victorian straight up? Burn. So good. 100%. Yep. Like, Charlotte, please just leave, please. Yep. Get shit on Charlotte. <laughs> Sam's card comes back rejected mm -hmm. and she's like, oh no, that's not possible. And the waitress goes, no, let me, let me I, clarify. She's like, I don't, maybe you're not understanding me clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your card along with you are not welcome here. And in Overdub, what we find out is that Sandy Cranwell is apparently like a massive presence in Socialite City. And apparently she has- Oh wait, Eva. What? We skipped over we skipped over one of my favorite lines in the entire sh episode. What? When Miranda is retelling the box checking thing and she makes the gynecologist joke. Do you remember that? Oh, that's uh that's an overdub. That's, that's an overdub. Carrie. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Miranda. So what happens is the guy keeps telling her to check the single woman box and uh -huh. then Carrie says by the time that she got done she'd checked more single women's boxes than a gynecologist. Very very funny. That okay. is a good joke. You didn't like that joke? It's so ham-fisted, but it's very Carrie. I thought it was clever. Uh, anyways, so Sandy's basically put a hit out on Samantha. She's labeled her societal poison, and now no one will let her in anywhere, which is just, like, devastating for Sam. Like, this right. is her life. So we're at Charlotte's drink with Ned the widower there it's just a drink date and he's gets out his wallet and he's got a picture of his wife in it and she brings attention to it and she's oh she's so pretty and he gets all morose mm -hmm. and they're walking down the street and he breaks down in a major way he is just sobbing and, and fuck me man because i bought it I, uh, I i was like oh you know in this scene obviously mm -hmm. later on not so much but just this mm -hmm. scene like the way that they were interacting i was like Oh, that's actually kind of really sweet. So I was not. Um, really? What happens is he just completely falls apart. And Charlotte, for all her talk of wanting a sensitive man, is unbelievably embarrassed and so awkward in this exchange. And Carrie says in the overdub that Charlotte hated when men cried. Well, it said she usually hated when men cried. Yes. 
Yeah. yeah it but said, this was somehow endearing. Yeah, it made him more romantic, I think is what she said. But it just, it solidifies even more how double standard Charlotte is and how yeah. inconsistent she just is as a character. Like, she can't commit to one thing without wanting to have it both ways. Mm-hmm. And she, you can tell in this scene, she just, she is very confused and she does, like, she, she doesn't comfort him right away. She just, like, kind of stands there and stares at him like this is this shouldn't be happening i mean she finally pulls a kleenex out of her purse and gives it to him and she like pats him on the shoulder (laughs) it's real weird she doesn't even hug him until he initiates it man i got a completely Um, different vibe off of this scene i thought she was doing great just kind of like standing there and like comforting him and then she like hugged him and stuff you know yes but i mean yeah she was just trying to get in his pants but yeah i she came across as very awkward hmm. to me. She she looked kind of clueless. At first, yeah, I'll give you that, yeah. She was definitely... Like, like, she's never been in this situation. Like, she's never actually encountered an emotionally vulnerable man. Right, which is why I thought it was so sweet. Even though she's, she's always saying that that's all that she wants. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they hug and he immediately just starts kissing her. It's just, it's it's a very odd exchange. It was odd. He, he's in this really evidently vulnerable space. Mm-hmm. And she what she says is, you just take all the time you need. And then the overdub says, apparently all the time he needed was 45 minutes. Because we <laughs> cut to them in his apartment, surrounded by candles and basically, pictures of his dead wife. Yeah, basically a shrine to his wife. Yeah. And they're just fucking away. And he's 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 finishing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oof. And she okay. So from this we jump to her, Carrie, and Miranda taking a walk, and she's recounting this. And Miranda says, "This is a rebound." Yep. He has project written all over him. <laughs> And she, you know, she's she's not taking anything that Miranda says seriously. And Carrie asks how the sex was. And Charlotte goes, it was so amazing. It was like Liz was just watching over us and giving us her blessing. Yeah, this was the point where I was like, oh, oh, no. Charlotte oh, is, no, no, no. it's so, it was funny though. Carrie did say, oh, a three-way in absentia. I laughed hard at that. Yes, very funny. I also laughed very hard at that. <laughs> But yeah, Charlotte is extremely, you can see too, like when, when they're done and she rolls over smiling, she kind of like looks in the direction of the pictures and she's just like, ah. Yeah. She's into it. Oh, man. It's just so weird. So weird. Charlotte is an enigma, man. I honestly, when we started the show, I thought Charlotte, I mean, obviously I thought she was like the vanilla one because that's her character. But I'm, I mean, and she she is like on a surface level. But yeah, but like there's some stuff there, some man. Stuff. She's got some some bats in that belfry, I think. <laughs> One or two. One or two. <laughs> and she's just going on about how open he's been with her and how she's she's helping him to get through this time and he's invited her to go to a memorial service for his wife and he seems like he's coming out of it a little bit and uh, Miranda just says as a joke she says what you're saying is that you fucked him back to life and Charlotte says yeah <laughs> Basically. And then why does that become a theme of the episode? Oh, because it's Carrie and Carrie latches onto whatever she can find. 
yeah, this is kind of where the thesis of the episode comes in. We didn't get yeah. a direct typing on the Mac bit. And and God bless it, honestly. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, for once. Yeah. Just in her head, Carrie goes, was Charlotte right? Can a relationship bring a person back to life? And she's on her date with Big and they're talking about life after death. She wants to know what he thinks happens after you die. And he's like, I never thought about it. I'm, I'm too busy thinking of who's dinging my car in the garage. Yeah, I rolled my eyes at that shit. <laughs> I was like, I was starting to be on your side about stuff, man. <laughs> I thought it was in character. Uh, I, I want to point out the cool transition mm-hmm. actually into this scene. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she like... said she finishes what her thesis is. And mm-hmm. then we cut to big saying, I never thought about it, which yeah. would be fine if he was answering that question. Right. He was. He wasn't. He, he was <laughs> answering a completely different question. Yeah. I still thought it was a cool transition, though. I was like, hmm, yeah, it was some it artistry. Was, it was fun. So Carrie says, well, I think we reincarnate. I'm going to come back as somebody who knows better. And she asks if he believes in heaven. And he says, yes. I think heaven is a big bed and they just say, come on in. And I relate resonated with that very hard. Oh my God. He said that. And I was like, oh, oh, did I just relate to Mr. Big? Yeah. Because I did. Yeah. Because that's. But then Carrie, Carrie looks at him like a total jackass. Yeah. And she says, you think heaven is a bed? And he and goes, apparently... he kind of backtracks a little bit. And then she goes, I'm not sleeping with you tonight. <laughs> to which they, they cut to uh, them in Big's apartment, yep. kissing in the doorway. And she, uh, she fights for a little bit. And then she finally just leaves, which I was actually kind of proud of her for. I wasn't oh, yeah. expecting that. He was kind of being he was being a jerk yeah Yeah, he was being very very forceful there yeah he's being like no 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 like just yeah Mm -hmm. i'm glad she did Mm -hmm. but it's funny because she's walking down the street and she says to herself she didn't know if this was a good idea she said the first time i got involved with big i got out just in time would i be as lucky the second time and what what is your idea of just in time yeah what what exactly the fuck do you think she means by that Uh, yeah like i don't i don't (laughs) that shit dragged for 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 a way longer than it than it should have right yeah just in time for what for you to discover something else about him just in time (laughs) to not go to the caribbean with him basically Mm -hmm. darn (laughs) would i be as lucky this time yeah to uh to dump him at the airport on the way to paris or something (laughs) what a rush Okay, so Samantha can't get into any clubs or any events. She says, I'll wait for a table. And the lady says, don't bother. She can't even get into a a Javier show when she's like running PR for the charity. So like, it's, this is serious. Yeah, it's bad. Miranda meets one of her neighbors, who's an older lady. And she's like, oh, it's nice to have a young person in the building for once. Ruthie never married. She kept to herself, the lady who used to be in Miranda's apartment. The lady goes, she died in there, you know. Uh, It was a week till they found her body. They say the cat ate half her face off. And then she ends with it. Just you. (laughs) But uh, this is what starts Miranda on a bit of a spiral. Later that night, she's eating Chinese and she she starts choking on something. Yeah. And she is running around trying to figure out what to do. And she finally, like, shoves herself on a, uh, a moving box and yeah. Heimlich's herself out of choking. And she's panicking. And she calls Carrie. 
Again, friend of the year, Carrie is currently screening her calls because right. Big keeps calling. And once it gets to voicemail, Miranda's like, I almost died. I almost choked to death and you're you're not picking up the phone. Yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, but she, she does pick up the phone mm-hmm. and Miranda says... My life flashed before my eyes and I thought I was going to be remembered as the girl who watched shit TV. Yeah, because she was watching. She She was watching something. Yeah, the show specifically. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to die alone, Carrie, and my cat's going to eat me. And Carrie's like, oh, it's fine. Do you want me to come over? She's like, no, I'm fine. And she hangs up. And then she locks the cat in the kitchen because she's going a little nuts. Sam... Goes to a lady named Shippy Shipman, who is apparently queen of the socialites in New York. Closely related to Bodie McBoatface. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Second cousins. Mm -hmm. She comes with the intention of begging for her reputation back. But it so happens that... um, so Shippy says, Samantha Jones, I've, I've, I've heard that name before. And um, Sam says, oh, you may know me from my work with Javier House Foundation. And Shippy says, no, that's not it. I'm pretty sure you're the skank who uh, groped my husband at a benefit one time. <laughs> so Sam is up shit creek. Um, yep. And she, she actually does get down and beg. And Shippy still isn't having it. So she gets up and she says, oh, man, I love Sam. She says, the only reason I groped your husband's flat preppy ass that time was because I was drunk. Yes. I'll see myself out. (laughs) You know what I love about her, right? In this episode specifically, she at no point does she ever allow herself to consider all of these consequences to mean that Mm -hmm. she should not live the lifestyle that she lives. Like, that's what I love about this is that the whole time (laughs) she's just like, God, how can I figure out how to keep doing what I'm doing uh-huh. but not have mm-hmm. any of the consequences? <laughs> yeah. And I love her for it. She's so resilient. Yeah, she is. And it's not, um, we really don't get into any of the sleeping with married men implications. Right. But I feel like that's a little justified considering the fact that everyone comes on to Sam as far as we see. It's true. Yeah. All these dudes, they're always sidling up to her and being like, hey, heard about you, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. not her fault. God. Sam is so rock solid and I love her. Yep. Miranda is touring her neighborhood, just kind of walking around, and suddenly she just gets a panic attack out of nowhere. Apparently for the first time, because she doesn't know what's happening. So she almost gets hit by a cab, and then she um, goes to the hospital. Yeah, I was like, I, at first when it started happening, I, w- you know, everything was going crazy, and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like 90s special effects. Their their representation of a panic attack was extremely interesting. A little strange, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is she on shrooms? It was, yeah, it's it's all these squash and strings stretch images fading in and out of each other a lot of dutch angles a lot of spinning around it's yeah she's just kind of kind of dazed like she just dropped acid man if that's what pan attacks were really like damn wish i had them more man you could you could just you could just sit down and and just kind of <laughs> yeah. wait it out if that were the case yeah no but i did start i mean i started laughing because i had no idea what was going on and it's sex in the city <laughs> Once again, I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, obviously something funny is happening. Yeah. And then, like, she almost got hit by a car. And then she said she had a panic attack. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a television show. (laughs) This is a TV show. Wait, this this is stakes? This is something serious? Right, yeah. Why did you basically show me clown music through this? (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I did appreciate it though. I mean, it's a real thing. So yeah, yeah. It's and I, I, I understand. It's it's not a easy thing to replicate visually or represent in a visual sense. So yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually mind it. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah. Just funny. Yeah, it is funny. And uh, Carrie comes to to find her at the hospital, and they tell her that she had a panic attack. And Carrie is trying to get her to tell her what's wrong. And I I didn't mention this, but I think Cynthia Nixon does a great job through this entire episode. But this scene in particular, because she's like just on the edge of crying. Absolutely. Her acting here was amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's, I get all of what she's saying. Yeah. Um, even though it's ridiculous. Right. What she says is, take a good look at my face because at my funeral, there's only going to be half of it. I'm all alone. And when I die, my cat's going to be happy and nobody's going to find me for days. And my only emergency contacts are my parents and I don't like them and they're in Philadelphia. That, that made me tear up a little bit. She was like, my only emergency contacts are my parents and I don't like them. And I was like, Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. And Carrie goes, oh, you can put me on your emergency contacts. And she says, no, I can't. You screen your calls. Yeah. And it's so true. It's like, so she sucks. True. Yeah. And, and the way that she played it, too, the way that she played it is so honest. That's uh-huh. exactly how I would feel if I had a friend like that. I'd be yeah. like, no, I can't. You screen. Yeah. Like. Yeah, she she did really good here. But yeah, yeah Carrie just kind of tells her to breathe and puts her arm around her and whatever yeah um and she she says you're not gonna die alone and then her overdub says i didn't know if that was true right yeah (laughs) (sighs) thanks carrie a bad friend (laughs) literally in her overdub she's like so i was lying to my friend (laughs) like (sighs) i think it's not fair to call her a bad friend when she's clearly just a total idiot and a bad person <laughs> more than anything else. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So Charlotte goes to this memorial for Ned's wife that she's been invited to. And she's got this big bouquet of lilies because he said that Liz's favorite flower was lilies. And she meets him at her tombstone and a couple other cars pull up and she's they're holding hands and they're waiting for more people to come. Mm-hmm. And three ladies, young ladies, hot ladies, I might even say, step out, each holding a giant identical bouquet of lilies. And she looks at him and she goes, please tell me those are your sisters. And he waves at him and he goes, oh, no, I don't have any sisters. And she immediately puts two and two together and she takes her bouquet and just whacks him with it. It's really great. (laughs) She just hits him over and over until it's disintegrated. Mm -hmm. And then she walks off. And uh, I like the overdub here. What Carrie says is um, something about Charlotte realizing that she wasn't the only one comforting Ned. And then when she gets in the car, Carrie goes, Charlotte was willing to live in the shadow of a dead woman, but she wasn't willing to live in the shadow of three live ones. (laughs) Who all apparently stay for this service. Yeah. (laughs) What's the, I was a little confused actually. What do you, what's the implication here that he's sleeping with all of them? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's just dating a lot of people at once and he's using his, his dead wife to kind of grease in the wheels. Yeah. So yeah, there's Charlotte. So this next scene, I timed it. It is literally 33 seconds long. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what this is. Yeah. I'm sure you don't. Um, the entire thing is narration, and what it is is it, it okay? I'll I'll just say okay. it first. So 
Sam can't raise money for um, Javier House because she's a social pariah and no one will see her. So the only thing that she's able to do at this point is uh, construction. So she is down at the site where they're building it and she's helping. Yeah, yeah I do remember this. And she is she is miserable and we see her pushing a wheelbarrow of cement or something. Yeah. And she she stops and she looks up and as I said, it's all narration. We see a silhouette of a man who Carrie deems to be Leonardo DiCaprio. And she even says, she uses the words, Leonardo DiCaprio ex machina. They're not even, they're not even. Yeah, okay. Nothing. I completely forgot about this, but I was so baffled. I think I just blocked (laughs) it out because it's. Yeah. Is it supposed to be funny? It's it's so surreal. Yeah. It's so weird. Is it supposed to be a joke? So what Carrie says happens and we see her taking Leonardo DiCaprio's hand and him like lifting her up and back into the heavenly light of the good graces of New York society. (laughs) And what Carrie says happens is that she, she doesn't say why he's there. She doesn't say what relation he has with this endeavor or anything at all. All she says is uh, she met him that day. They became fast friends and he fixed her standing in society and everything's better now in just like a a line of dialogue in 33 seconds she goes from absolute rock bottom the worst stakes that sam has ever found herself in her entire livelihood on the line to just back to normal such an interesting situation for sam too because like yeah she was dealing with the consequences of her lifestyle and that's always Mm -hmm. a fun thing to show an audience with a character Mm -hmm. and and they literally couldn't think of anything. <laughs> so yeah. so they found a, the silhouette of Leonardo DiCaprio and just shoved half a minute in there to where, oh, no, Sam, Sam is fine. <laughs> Sam is fine now. Everything's okay. It's so blatantly lazy. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't even trying. They literally said DiCaprio ex machina. That's why I'm wondering if it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. I, I don't think it is. I think you're right. I think they just couldn't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the weirdest oh, shit oh so and that's funny. not that's not the only time okay so the next scene here's what happens mm-hmm. so it's a i didn't time this one it was equally short the overdub says that miranda uh had to write an uncomfortable email because somehow something got mixed up and something filed her instead of single as separated in some apartment business And she had to write an email correcting the mistake. And Carrie says she got to that point in the email and started feeling herself starting to freak out. And what Carrie says is Miranda had a choice. She could either panic or just type. And apparently she chooses to type. And she finishes it and she's all better. And Carrie says Miranda killed her panic attacks. (laughs) right then and there yeah and that's every everything's fine now yeah i i i cured myself mm-hmm. what a <laughs> great representation of mental illness it's amazing yeah. it's just jenny got so far and either she ran out of time or she just gave up because like maybe we should look at it like that maybe maybe she tried her absolute damnedest to write a good episode of this show and it mm-hmm. just, it, she just, she almost got there. And it sucks because we have this whole other big scene 
that's the end, but it's pretty long and it's all Carrie and Big. You didn't have to have that in there. You didn't. You could have used that time to resolve whatever Sam's shit was. Yeah. Or like get Miranda to a therapist or something. You never have to have Carrie and Big in there. You you don't ever have to. You don't, but I feel like maybe she did. I mean, yeah. That's, like, we don't know. We we know how MPK do. Right. And I mean, like, studio stuff. That happens, too. You know, studios yeah. somebody, sometimes just be like, more big. Yeah. No, it's the, main, it's the main characters. Of course, they need a, a minimum yeah. amount of screen time. So what happens is she's not picking up his calls. So Big just comes to her apartment and knocks on the door and she opens it and he says, oh good, you're alive. And then he goes to leave again, which I thought was funny, uh, but it's still shitty. And Carrie's like, wait, wait, where, where are you going? And he's like, I'm old. It's past my bedtime. And he's, he's still, he's still mad and belligerent. I just think he, he's acting better now. I, I don't know. I just, I, I, think I right. enjoyed this scene, yeah. whereas in the past, I feel it would have been very bad and I would have had to cringe through it. Mm-hmm. But so they start talking and he's like, uh, she says, oh, I'm sorry. And he says, yeah, you should be sorry. I had I had box seats to a to a double header. And she's like, oh, damn it. Who did you take? And he's like, somebody who returned my calls. And then they start start making out, which I did not enjoy. No, uh, their kissing is very bad and they do not have chemistry. Yeah, he chemistry. wasn't moving his mouth. At one point. <laughs> she stopped. was doing nothing but. Yes. He just stopped moving his mouth and she was just attacking it. And I was like, yeah. I mean, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Uh, and she's like trying to wiggle out of it. And he's like being, being shitty again. Like, don't do this. Don't do this, Carrie. And she like grabs her keys and she, she says, no, we're, we're going out. And they go bowling. Go bowling. Which is adorable. It is adorable. Uh, they get, they get kind of drunk and uh, they're having a good time. I just... will say he slips back into creepy here for me a little bit at certain Does points. Does he? Yeah. I think I said that earlier. Yeah. He, th- there's the, oh, the part. Oh yeah. The, he... the, the lines at the end. Absolutely. Yes. And yes, the line where he turns around, he's like, what did he say? Don't, don't, uh, don't heckle the bowler. Yeah. Don't heckle the bowler. Sent chills up my spine. <laughs> did not enjoy that. Yeah. He, he did get a little googly eyed there now that you mention mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's it's cute until they start talking. He wins. He gets a strike and he wins. Mm-hmm. And he comes back and she says, okay, two out of three. And he says, you want to go again? You want to go for a second time? And she's like, oh, I don't know what we're talking about now. And he goes, you, you ready to get killed all over again? <laughs> now that really sucked. <laughs> so you made it to the... You made- you just gotta get into the end zone, man. You, did, you, made, <laughs> you made it so far. You made it so far. And then... <laughs> Jesus. And the, and to his credit, she does say, yep, let's do it. Yeah, but so it, that's not, knows, that's not knows, to his credit. I feel like that's just he because knows she was who he's anyway. working with here. Yeah. Yeah. God. I don't know. Such a horrible line, though. Yeah, no, no. It's it's all shitty, for sure. Um, yeah. And then we, uh, we pan up to them making out on a bed and we pan up into darkness. And what she says is, I felt something about being reincarnated because she's back yeah. with Big. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something Anyways. along those lines. And then that was, that was the end of the episode and I took a gigantic gasp of air because I was it's, like, holy shit, yeah. finally. It's <laughs> a lot. Because it had, it had been fine until that last like seven minutes. And isn't that always how it goes? Like you can uh-huh. go back on any of our episodes probably, and the last 
like 10 minutes of the episode is us being like, and then the ending happens. Ugh. And then you Big know, ends like, it. Why are they so bad at endings? Uh, because we always have to end on a Carrie slash Big thing. And anything that they're at all involved yeah. with is going to be crap. So Yeah. Or just a Carrie just thing, I guess. Which makes sense because she's yeah. the main character. Yeah. Although Sam is the real main character, as we all know. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the end. Pretty good episode. Passable episode. It was I, good. I, I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. This one gets a pass. This one gets a B plus. It would be an A, but the <laughs> fucking Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> thing. What the hell? <laughs> it was funny. I'll give it that. I mean, it, it was, made me laugh, was... but not because it was funny, funny. Only because no, it yeah. <laughs> was so ridiculous. Yeah. This show gets real, r- real surreal sometimes. Yeah. And I weirdly, it's, that's fine. I can deal with that. I just, I wish it wouldn't be when the stakes are as high as this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or like when we're dealing with something, right? Like actually emotionally traumatizing. Yeah. If if you're actually somebody listening to this podcast and you haven't watched the show, which I hope to God you haven't. I would encourage you to go watch the Leonardo DiCaprio scene. I don't know why, but... <laughs> it's only half a minute of your life. It's, it's only fine. a half a minute. It's so... It's television that aired. And and you, <laughs> you have to experience it for yourself. It's just a writer literally giving up. Mm-hmm. Like throwing mm-hmm. their, their English degree in the trash can with a with, with like a stizzy lighter and just like being like, fuck it. I, I'm, not, I'm not good, I guess. That's what it felt like. I'm not being given the the creative liberties that I need, so I'm just going to say fuck it. Yeah. I ran out of time. I ran out of budget. I ran out of license to do what I wanted with the good character, and instead I have to go and focus on these these douchebags. Yep. Going bowling. Go watch it. It's it's special. I think it's special. I think it's something that everyone should see. <laughs> I wonder if it's on YouTube. It's on HBO Max. No, don't don't scroll through the episode Sorry, I, I, to I find the Leonardo DiCaprio scene. Yeah, that's a good point. That's madness. Yeah. Don't do that. I'm sorry I said no. that. Don't do that, no matter what I say. Well, do you have anything for the the courts today? Because if not, I can pick uh, it up. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <sighs> All right. Your Honor, we've heard a lot about... Carrie Bradshaw. And actually, first, I want to say thank you very much for giving us such a such a long recess. It's been uh, much needed. So nice. And uh, I think we've all been able to collect our thoughts a little bit more clearly. But um, we know that Carrie Bradshaw is a sociopath. We've, we've gone over this. We know that she hangs out with people who tolerate her. But those people aren't necessarily bad people. And I would argue that the people who tolerate bad people are probably some of the most empathic, some of the most forgiving people that there are. And to see these people being treated with such indifference, such flippancy, such just absolute disregard for emotions, well-being, resources, whatever it is, (laughs) just really... I don't know about you, members of the jury, but it, it, it tugs at me a little bit, and I feel somewhat responsible for allowing this to happen. And I just want to say that for all her cynicalness and her brazen personality, Miranda still deserves better. She's been there for Carrie. She is not 
the best at giving advice, but she is a good listener, and she is an emotional crutch when Carrie's needed it. And it doesn't matter if Carrie's had to call her from a payphone. Miranda always picks up. And so tonight, I just want to add to our list of character traits on the dossier of Carrie Bradshaw. Shitty best friend. Mm. Thank you. A chorus of murmurs from the from the. That was really good. It <laughs> was a good one. Thanks. I I don't have anything substantial, but like. Yeah, I didn't either, but that's a good one. Because <sighs> yeah, she was she was fairly harmless this episode. I felt like she did smoke at a funeral though. <laughs> it was outside. To be fair. Might not be a crime, but it's shitty. Yeah, and in front of all those designer outfits. Holy shit, show some respect. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, the end. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell... You can tell how how decent this episode was by how little we've had to say about it. Like we're getting out in record time tonight. <laughs> I know we are. We're, we're this is we're at an hour and eight minutes. That's like yeah. that's great for us. That's unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>